and certified Nunes, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And this is what we've been watching. So, what has everyone been watching this past little while? I think a lot of us have been still at home, you know, <laughs> hiding out from, you know, a deadly disease. And enjoying the fruits of the streaming labor. So, what has everyone been watching? I have big news. I finished Two Fathers. Yay! Yay! That was like a slog for you. Like, you've been working on that one. Yeah, yeah. Chipping away. And I've enjoyed all of it. Like, okay, maybe the last, like, five episodes got a little dark and a little like I had I've had some concerns since the in the beginning they set up this character like she was going to be the second dad's love interest and then suddenly around episode 20 or 30 they made her like really childlike and youthful and it was like ew what are we doing here like he's a grown man with you know like please no why is she a child now all of a sudden I was starting to stress out about it because it was like five episodes left and they suddenly like remembered they had that set up so they started like bringing it back around again and I was like why why are you doing this to me like I was so stressed out but then they like totally nailed the landing with it after stressing about this for you know 40 episodes I was like perfect <laughs> That's a lot of episodes. but it was yeah. like all the things that like the last five ten episodes I was going why don't they do this and then do this and then they did those things, and I was like, I see you. Thank you. Thank you for that. So I fast-forwarded through some scenes. I'll admit, there's certain some side characters. I mean, it's it's like any, like, weekender or family drama. There's going to be certain characters you don't care about. Mm-hmm. There's certain, you know. So there's bits that I it's true. <laughs> skipped through a little bit. There's an awful lot of scenes of, like, the kids playing at the playground, and they go on too long, and you're like, I don't need three minutes of the kids playing at the playground. I, I get it. They're kids. They're playing at the playground. <laughs> okay. Well, especially as a mom, we're like, I deal with my seeing my kids play all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, get, I grew up with look that. Look in the backyard. I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's very, very cute. It's very fun. The dads are adorable. The family is cute. Every time you think it's taking that that turn where it's going to go into, like, Mac Jang or, like, Crazy Land, it doesn't. It just comes back around. So that was, yeah, I'm glad it's done. I'm happy to have it completed, but I'm not mad that I watched it. I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm still watching Romance of Tiger and Rose, which is a C-drama. It's a... I want to say historical, but it's not. It's like a fantasy historical type thing. She's writing a story, and the lead actor yells at her and tells her that her writing is really, really bad, and the story and the characters are totally unbelievable, and she needs to fix it because he's a star. And she goes home very upset about it and falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she is... A character in the story and she can't figure out how to wake up and she can't figure out how to go out and the problem with this is that 
she is a very poorly written character that she didn't pay <laughs> much attention to because she was planning to kill the character off in the first couple of episodes. So she has no real backstory, no real character. She's just supposed to die. And she wakes up and remembers, wait, I'm supposed to die today. I should not die. That would be good. So then it's like a whole thing of his character keeps trying to like write the storyline like he's supposed to kill her so he can move on with his story. So he keeps trying to kill her, but then she keeps trying to kill him back or like, and it's, it's so dumb, but it's so funny and cute. We'll see where that goes, but I don't know. So far, enjoying it. It's fluffy. It's light. It's silly. I'm watching Hook, Thai drama. It's on Netflix. It's about boxing. It's fine. You watching a sports drama? <laughs> yeah. Why I never. Why I never. <laughs> it is It is good. It's cute. The sibling stuff is great. The bromance between the two guys who were friends when they were little kids and now they've reconnected and they're training in the same boxing gym. That's great. Of course, there's a love triangle and like the girl for the love triangle is fantastic. I love her so much, but like I don't really feel her with either of the guys and she mm. keeps telling them she's got a boyfriend and they think it's a fake boyfriend that she's just using to like or that she actually broke up with him and is too embarrassed to like tell them. But I have a feeling that maybe the boyfriend is really a boyfriend and he's going to show up in like the end and she's going to be like, like, I thought you two were together or like, or something. You like, know? That would be very Thai drama for yeah. them to be like, Oh, she actually has a boyfriend. Well, hello, my good male buddy. Love knows no gender. Yeah. I'm like, I could do without the love triangle aspect. Cause when the four, like the one, the one guy and his sister, and then this girl and the other guy, like when the four of them hang out together, it's great. The scenes are great. It's fun. They have like, they go out drinking, they have dinner, they chat, they tease, they, you know, it's just fun to watch. And you're like, we don't really need a love triangle. It doesn't have to, you don't, not everything. It doesn't have to have a love triangle. But between the friendship and the boxing and of course there's a big boxing competition that they're both going to enter because of course there is because it's a sports drama and then this like thing with the dads I'm like there's plenty there's plenty of story to go around we don't need a love triangle but they're giving us a love triangle so whatever it's fine it's fine, it's fine. so I've been watching a bunch of Filipino web dramas hello stranger is cute I like it it's not it's not as good as Game Boys, but it's pretty good. So mm-hmm. Game Boys, they added three extra episodes. So we got to the end. There's 10 episodes and we got to episode 10. And then they said, oh, it's so popular. We're going to add three more episodes. But then they said, oh, but we can't actually film them right now. So like there'll be three more episodes sometime. And we're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Things, I guess, things in the Philippines took a downturn COVID-wise, and they had to, like, lock things down harder than it was. So now they're like, well, we can't go where we want to go with the story under lockdown. So just wait, be patient, and we'll get it to you later. And we're like, okay, cool. So I started in another one, but it wasn't, it's not as good. It's just people in COVID trying to, like, 
use hookup apps, but like, what does that mean when you can't leave the house or meet people? Like, what kind of hookup do you have? I was just like, eh, eh, it's not as cute. So that's kind of it. I finished It's Okay. I haven't really picked up any new K-dramas right now. I have no K-dramas right now. Hmm. Sorry, Korea. You're just not, you know, <laughs> sucking me in the way you used to. It's all the Thai and the Filipino and the sea dramas right now. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. How about you, Jessie? So I've been watching a lot of stuff because <laughs> I got a spurt of, like, wanting to watch stuff. And the finished category, I also finished. It's okay. It did not end up being my drama of the year. So congratulations, Hospital Playlist. You're still the best <laughs> drama of the year. Everybody should go watch it. I don't remember if I talked about it last time, but uh, Shall We Fall in Love and Dream High. I finished those two. I have <laughs> lots of thoughts on them, and I wrote about them on my blog, com. Plug. Go look at my 2 p.m. athon post. I go into detail. Um, <laughs> I would recommend Shall We Fall in Love to anybody who likes Chinese rom-coms. It was cute if that's your thing that's not my thing though and <laughs> i watched all 35 episodes <laughs> nikun's like adorable in it and i liked Faye's character throughout the entire thing and it it had its moments it's just you know when it's only like 10 minutes out of the episode it's not my genre so i understand a lot of people could love it uh, Dream High had some issues with IU's character. <laughs> a lot of issues with IU's character. By some, um, you mean a, a billion. A lot, a lot. Aside from that, it's it's fine. It's a high school K drama with all idols and not really caring about like the plot or the storyline and stuff. <laughs> I will say that Susie's character and IU's character, like, together, was a great friendship that I didn't mm. ever expect from that drama. That was surprising to me. Mm. I also finished this J-drama. It's called Under the Cherry Tree. I don't think I talked about it last time. It was drama that was aired, like, towards the beginning of this year. But Vicky picked it up, and then they started airing it like it was airing. So, like, mm. it was two episodes a week being pushed out. So it took longer to watch it because of that. And it's like eight or ten episode, I think it's eight episode, 30 minutes a piece type thing. Mm. So it's like, I wish I just had the entire thing. It was good. I enjoyed it. It's a, like a sweet drama. Basically, the premise is that it's like centers around this like core group of high school friends, specifically two um, that are kind of like falling for each other. And in their town, there's this cherry, a blossom tree, and it sporadically blossoms and so there's like this kind of lore behind it that like if you confess to your the person that you love under the cherry blossom tree when it's blooming you'll be with them forever and so that's kind of like the catalyst for everything uh, especially with the two main leads except for the fact that right before it can happen um, the male lead passes away and so it kind of starts with seven years later the girl has come back. The tree is blossoming again. Is there's also talk of like a new hospital being put in the place where the tree is there and they're going to bulldoze it. And so it's very significant for her. Things happen. I don't remember what like would be a spoiler or not. So I'm not going to say it, but it was very sweet. And it's, it's short. It was like a romance drama, but like really actually did focus a lot on the core group of best friends. So it had a really great, like strong friendship between 
group between them and uh, no comedy or anything like that. And then in currently watching, I watched a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of horror. <laughs> so if you want to listen or know what I watch, listen to our summer horror episode. So I'll talk about that. But I also started Stranger because I haven't watched it the first season. And I'm kind of fearing once Stranger 2 comes out, nobody on the timeline is going to care about spoiling Stranger 1. <laughs> so I like feared <laughs> that that would happen. And I granted, it's been a while, but pr- when the premise of the show is a thriller and like surprises are what like are the big thing mm. for the thing, I just, I don't want to like be spoiled. So I'm trying to like finish that before like this weekend, I guess, is when the second season happens. I'm not liking it as much as everybody else on the timeline. I'm just like putting that out there. But also, like, I didn't realize it was going to be, like, corruption and then a teeny bit of murder. I like murder and then a teeny bit of murder. <laughs> no corruption at all. Like, honestly, if you just, like, threw out the corruption, it'd be fine. But so that's why it's, it hasn't been grabbing me. Like, I could watch one or two episodes and then be done with it and not want to, like, binge it. How so far sorry. are you? Fifth episode? I did just read a tweet. Somebody said it takes until the sixth episode to really get rolling. I mean, like, so, um, like, I didn't, like, the first episode, I was fine, I sat through it fine, like, it, I don't hate it, but if it continues on with corruption, then it definitely will never make it in a favorites, just because it's not a, that's, it's draining for me to continuously watch that much corruption, Yeah. so, I started Train, but I had to, like, sideline it for other things for Stranger, and then on the stuff that we were doing for the podcast, and then I also have two, technically two things I still have to do for the my 2 p.m. thing that I put off and I'll get to it later I started confession up again and then I started game towards zero both I really really like but I I'm putting it off until I can actually do it justice because I don't want to watch them like I don't want to be like oh my last week of this like challenge I was going to do I like watch the shows within a you know a month period because that just you know that's not right <laughs> I'll just like right. pretend like one week maybe in September as like a hurrah their anniversary <laughs> I'll yeah. like finish their dramas but yeah that's like it essentially a lot of horror a lot of mm. a lot a lot of horror and I'll probably continue watching horror so what about you Natalia well, okay, I have been watching some horror movies because I just, but we will check out the other episode to hear more about those. I have been watching mainly three shows at the moment. Uh, one is I'm re-watching King Eternal Monarch. Not, it's not just like, oh, I really, no, I'm watching it with my husband and he's really enjoying it. Um, he likes uh, alternate world stuff, so I was like, hey. Did you keep up with it weekly? When yeah, you I did, originally. Because I'm just wondering how if it's, like, different. Because I started to, but then I, like, stopped it to, like, binge the last part yeah. of it. And I wonder if, because I enjoyed it as that sort of binge. I wonder if yeah. there was, like, a difference in, like, watching it weekly. Know. You know how some shows that's just... Well, I'll let you know, because we haven't work. been, like, binge binging. But, like, we watch, like, three episodes a night. So uh-huh. I'll, let, I'll let you know if there's a market... I will say, like, the little cliffhangers are less uh, cliffhangery <laughs> when, when you're watching it, you know. But, like, I always enjoy, like, when a cliffhanger's coming because, like, my husband, we're, my husband, like, we're in bed, and I'll just be like, eh, eh, like, looking at him, like, does he see it coming? 
<laughs> doesn't, see, doesn't see it coming, but uh, he's he's a good he's a good spirit about it. He really enjoys it. I'm like, we don't have to watch it if you don't like it. He's like, no, I like it. Other than that, I've been watching this uh, morning drama, uh, the bizarrely named Mom Has an Affair. There are no affairs in this <laughs> show, and the synopsis of the show is just a lie. So the synopsis on Coco is like, a divorced woman with two children, like, uh, no, she's not a divorced woman. She's a widow. Her, her first husband gets murdered. She never has an affair. I, she's never dating a married... I don't know what's happening. Anyway, I'm 75 episodes in, and it is pure trash. And I absolutely love it. It's like the villain characters are just so over the top. Like it's like a real like, like they'll end like an episode with like them like you know like oh has so and so like betrayed our plot and it'll like zoom in on them like dinner like <laughs> and you're just like oh this is amazing. So it's like it's actually and it's really cute. It's there has a really cute little girl in it. She's really adorable. The main couple is really cute. There's like a side couple. It's like the main girl's sister and this other dude and it's all real sweet big fan they are only half an hour episodes so 75 half an hour episodes is definitely not the same as 75 hour long episodes <laughs> let me tell you but like i i will say you gotta really be dedicated to the <laughs> art of watching cheese to like get into this one it's like but it is very satisfying cheese. Like, it's pure, just, oh, pure candy. Uh, and the other thing I'm watching, I'm about halfway through, is Find Me in Your Memory. No one told me Kim Sogi was in it. <laughs> she always just pops up. Like, sometimes she's not you just like, don't she's, know. She's, like, a main character in it. She's, like, a really important... She has a love line. She's, like, the second main couple. Like... No one wanted to tell me this. I see, like people talking about it. No one, like, never, never. She was never mentioned. She was in it. She was never in any of the screen gap grabs people would post. And I'm like, we all got together and said, hey, we're gonna surprise and tell you this yeah, drama. Don't ever post any pictures. But, um, uh, yeah, right. No, the show is like really good. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it is because like it's got like a pretty typical. K drama setup where it's like dude has a very rare disease which is a real thing where he can never forget anything that ever happens oh my gosh yeah wow. that and, would suck yeah, no, yeah. exactly he's, and he's a he's a news anchor and a few years previously his girlfriend had a stalker who murdered her, and he witnessed the murder, and so oh, he remembers no. this oh, as if my death happened to him all the time. So he's like miserable, and then he meets this like sort of bimbo-y, like flighty ditzy, uh, while interviewing her on his news show, actress who has like a terrible memory. And then, of course, because okay, spoiler alerts! Whoop 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 whoop! Spoilers! The show's been out for a while, like, but there's spoilers coming. He finds out that she was, he was set to meet his girlfriend's best friend and had never met her. And it was this girl who 
she had given the stalker the passcode thinking that he was the boyfriend that she was supposed <gasps> to be meeting. Oh, and no. so over the guilt, over the guilt, she has a, she had a psychotic break and forgot her friend ever existed. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah. So like this show is rough and you do not see like any of this coming. Cause like the first couple episodes are like, okay, it kind of sucks to be this dude, but like he uses his abilities to like his advantage and is known as like one of the, you know, toughest interviewers because he will remember like any, anything you have ever done and then like pull it out, like in a real gotcha moment. But he's got like nothing on her because she's just like, yeah, I might have said that. I don't know. <laughs> but like, and then and then people think that they're dating because of like they get caught like on like a photo of them like getting a drink together after this interview. So they're like, oh, like, ooh, like they're dating. So, but then that like takes her from being like sort of a B-list actress because everyone like loves this reporter to being like, oh. She's now really popular. So he's she's like, we got to pretend to be dating so that I can sort of ride this because I have a movie coming out. So until the promotions of my movie are over, can we, like, pretend to be dating so, like, it helps with the promotion? He's that like, sounds what, very like, Natalia level of show. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's got everything. I'm, like, halfway through, and I am, mm, What mm. is the tone of this show? Like, it's really vast. Okay. The tone of this show is Suspicious Partners. No, Suspicious Partners is, like, kind of funny half the time. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. Oh. Wow. See, you had a career and you, like, lost me. Basically, what I really mean is, is that when it's about, like, them and, like, you know, fake dating turning into real dating and stuff, it's adorable. Okay, so you're just like, oh, like, I like this. Like, oh, it's so cute. And then when it goes to, like, his backstory, you're like, oh, like, this is this is really sad. <laughs> Got the whole shit. So it's not a mellow? Not that I can tell. Like, huh. it's not, like, over the top. Like, it's not over the top. Like, it's all very realistic. I, I, wa- I watched a chunk of the first episode. I thought. <laughs> I was just screen like, grabbing it for something, which is possible. Listening to you talk about it at first, it sounds like I was thinking very just between lovers, kind of like that sort of. It's well, dark like, and it's heavy, but it's also it's like heated moments and yeah. Uh, MDL was uh, romance, drama, melodrama, but then IMDb, you know how it like appears on the Google, it said drama mystery. <laughs> so There's, like, a little bit of mystery. What, okay, no. It's, like, okay. really funny. Like, you go the, um, you know how DL has, like, the also known as, the also known as is, like, a chunk, a paragraph of just, like, 18 different names for this show. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I am really enjoying it. Um, I'm only halfway through, so, like, it could suck at the end but I when I I remember when it came out like everyone who was watching it was really into it so I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. like so that's on Cocoa and I'm really enjoying it so is uh my mom has an affair (laughs) have an affair anyway what about you Sky 
Laura. <laughs> so I've, in general, I've been keeping up with a couple of rom-coms just because they're really good and mindless. You know, it's easy to keep up with them sometimes. Sometimes if you're in, you need them. If you have time, sometimes like, ah, might as well. So What is Love? That one's on Netflix. It has... Kikyo. Uh, what's her family name? Song. Song, song. I was trying to remember that part. It's like, no, <laughs> uh, It's a love quadrangle. <laughs> I guess. One of those sides is really weak, though, so far, so I'm not so sure that you could... But there's definitely four dudes around. I will say that. <laughs> I'm watching What is Love, and I'm also watching To All the Guys Who Loved Me. That's not on Netflix. And that's a triangle, for sure. And that involves the two actors that were in that uh, Mama Fairy and the Woodcutter show. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason why I'm watching it, because I wanted to see how their characters would be different and they would still interact and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so it's funny that they're in a love triangle again together. That that just cracks me up. They think one of the characters is gay for a while, so they play that up. It's kind of funny. Both What is Love and To All the Guys Who Loved Me, I enjoy to a point. But I do have this thing with rom-coms sometimes that I get kind of tired of it. By There's too much push and pull for a while. Like, yeah. I get tired. You know, it's I think it's past half for both of them. And after, like, five or six back and forth of the same, no, yes, no, yes, like, I just get tired. (laughs) So I'm kind of at that point with both of those shows. But it's probably also because I'm watching them at the same time. Maybe Mm -hmm. if I was watching one, I wouldn't be so tired of it. (laughs) But definitely when I get to that point with both shows at the same time, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I get... The main reason I'm watching both shows is I wanted to see the actors and actresses and stuff. So I'm still, that's why I'm enjoying them so much. Mm. What is love? There's a really, definitely in the beginning, it's a little bit more focused on the mother-daughter relationship. And it's really sweet. So that's fun. Um, And then the main character's mom also lives with them. And she's, you know, the Ajima from Healer. Uh, She's, you know, she's in everything. Yeah, that mm-hmm. actress. Like, it's always yeah. fun to see her. She's just so good, and she has a pretty mm-hmm. sizable role every single episode. So, it's cute. So, I mean, I recommend them if it's your type of thing. I mean, to all the guys who loved me is kind of a struggle because there's definitely some manipulation going on for a while, and then they kind of just pretend like it never happened. <laughs> because yes. he meant it well, like. I guess. I mean, so so even though I'm okay with that character and stuff, I, I still all the time kind of sit around going, but he did that stuff at the beginning. That bothers me. Yeah. So, anyway, I mean, I'm having fun with them if I'm in the right mood for it. Flower of Evil is, like, my main current one that I'm watching that I'm really enjoying. I have not watched this week's yet because I've been trying to watch my horror stuff. So... Mm. Flower of Evil, I really like, but it's not everyone's cup of tea. Tone-wise, I think it's great. I love the female, the main female character. She's a detective, and she's, like, not really a homemaker, and that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. the guy kind of does the cooking. Like, that's nice to see Mm -hmm. that dynamic of she's really good at her job, and 
you know, it's not a big deal that she's a woman and a detective. Like, everyone just yeah. is cool with it. Like, I like that. Um, also watching Into the Ring. Again, watching it for the actor and actress. Uh, I enjoy it. It's funny. But with the backdrop of, like, local politics, like, I can't love it immensely. Because oh. that's only so enjoyable. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because she keeps getting put into these situations and she has to kind of fight kind of like corruption, you know, nothing like people are dying or anything. It's just frustrating. She'll always, you know, she's always the underdog in everything. She never has an upper hand and it's just tough to every single episode, like fighting against the system and fighting against the system. It's like, Mm. it's enjoyable, but that's a lot of fighting like all the time. It's cute. And I, I like seeing that actor in another role too. So, it's a good time. They're going to release a single, both both the actor and the actress. They're gonna have a duet soon. That's so cute. I think that'll be yeah. interesting. Cause Nana's the main actress. It'll be good. Uh, finished. It's okay to not be okay. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it. So I know. Yeah. I was like, what else can you yeah. say? Cause... It's the end. <laughs> For me, it was always questionable how they were going to land it. They landed it fine. Yeah. It was fine. It was. It's. It was never. It was never going to be a favorite of a favorite favorite of mine. I always thought, oh, it's very well acted. Oh, they're handling this character very well. Like I was impressed a lot. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a good show. I do think it's only for a specific type of audience though. Like you have to be okay with focusing on the darker aspects of human nature quite a bit. When it's not necessarily a horror show, it's like it's really not, but it kind of is at moments. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't think it has quite as wide of an audience as, say, like King Eternal Monarch, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm hmm. Because it's just darker, which is fine. I would also, as like a sidestep on that, because I've been seeing a lot of people calling it a healing drama. I would not call it a healing drama because there are parts of it that are healing, but like on a whole, I think it will not be a healing drama. Like you'd only have to see the, the parts of like the good relationships with the, the trio and stuff, but there are other parts that are just too dark for me to say that like, Oh, this is a healing drama. Yeah. There are parts that are healing. I, I don't want someone to come in expecting that to be because I think if you're expecting it to be that way the parts could be really I would think that a healing drama you'd have to have enough screen time of of healing rather than the darkness yeah have have more more time with the healing in order for it to be healing and so yeah there are aspects that are healing but they're to me they're kind of brief yeah I I could see it like if you're saying it like just for you as healing because it let you know you were able to not think about things cool but like as a precaution if you see that because if you see that and you're paired against like hospital playlist no like yeah. hospital playlist is healing it's okay will not it's heal more, you so far. <laughs> I would like more characterize it may, maybe as like an overcoming drama as a growth drama I think one of the issues I would have with calling it a healing drama is that, for me, one of the biggest sort of 
the growth arc of the older brother who has autism is is a main thing of the story to me and I would really struggle with calling that healing because that's that suggests that there's something to be healed from and he's not it's not he doesn't like thankfully it's not like they come out the end and he's like he doesn't have autism anymore like no no (laughs) no that would be a bit much they did not do that to us thankfully so like but there's a real growth for his character of coming out of like his bubble and learning more you know how to interact in society and stuff and I think that's really cool but I would really struggle I think a lot of people um, who are on the spectrum might find that offensive if you know if for them they're watching it thinking this is the made you know a major plot line and then you're calling it a healing drama makes it sound like he needed to be healed of something which yeah yeah you know a side note and i don't know if i mentioned this before i'm sorry if i have the actor who played the older brother Mm he a uh, sister of a man with autism got into contact with him and they're like hey my brother really enjoys your character and would really like to meet him in person and so the actor met the brother as the character and hung out with him a lot oh wow you could tell like it was just very very sweet and to kind of show that he was seen and you know someone Mm -hmm. was like him in a way Mm -hmm. and so they did it in a very respectful kind it was it was a very sweet thing um i thought that was really cool that that actor did that you know i Mm-hmm. He didn't get anything out of it. I thought that was pretty neat. So he did uh, a really good job in that show. No, like, yeah, like it's such a good job of yeah. like staying in the character and his little like his his ticks and his habits and stuff and sticking with that and, and I, not making I, it like really impressive over the top. Like it wasn't yeah. like it was a mockery of no. Any, like it was even yeah. his even yeah. his moments of anger frustration and stuff it was always just really well done i was just always really impressed i i had to think he had to do a lot of research about that yeah. in order to yeah. do that correctly i was always very impressed with yeah he always stuck that like really well yeah mm-hmm. and i will say overall the the handling of the sensitive topics of it's okay not be okay i think they did fairly well with the way they handled a lot of the topics of mental illness or mm-hmm, any of mm-hmm. those things, which that was always my main concern throughout. Yeah. And they did, you know, definitely compared to pretty much any other time mental illness has been brought up in dramas in the past, it's definitely true. older. It's a very nice thing to see good, modern, realistic takes on things, even the way they handled PTSD. I like, I, I really enjoy mm-hmm. They did a good job. So it was good. Mm-hmm. I also watched Hospital Playlist. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a spouse to a nurse, uh, there was some real life crud, not sickness crud, but just hospital stuff that went down that I was really bummed out about. And so I was like, it is time to finish hospital playlists. That's what it meant. And it really helped. I was like, oh, if all hospitals were like hospital playlists. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it is a healing 
plane drama. I will say that. Like, hospital mm-hmm. plane, I mean, it hits For sure. Mm-hmm. Great. I'm intrigued that there's even another season, because, you know, they could have just been like, and we're done. They could have. That's true. It would have yeah. been totally fine. I really, really enjoyed it. Go watch Hospital Playlist whenever you're in the mm-hmm. mood for it. The reason I kept putting it off is I knew I wasn't in the mood, the correct headspace for it. Yeah. And I didn't want to give it... I, I would probably have always enjoyed it, but I, I knew I needed to be in the right headspace for it. So that's why I kept putting it off. Uh, other than that, I always keep up with my two variety shows, Master in the House and Favorite Entertainment. Good times. Master in the House, this past episode, this latest episode, they uh, had a martial arts guy on it. It was pretty funny. So in the past, they had another martial arts master, and everyone else had gotten a low kick from him to, like, the thigh, the side of the leg. So they had all experienced it other than Enwu. So they're like, well, it's your turn. You get to experience a professional martial artist kicking you. (laughs) But first, you have to kick him. And so they're like, you can do it. So he kicked him really hard and, like, he hurt the guy a little bit. And they're like, what did you do? So they pretend to be beat up. And we're like, why did you actually? <laughs> anyway, everyone ended up getting kicked. It was great. It was funny. They make fun of each other when they're breathing in pain on the ground. But the the guy who was the master, he, uh, I want to say he was probably on Return to Superman. I don't know that for a fact. But mm. since everyone knew the little, his daughter named Sarong. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was on Return to Superman. I love him. So he's in Korea right now, but his wife and daughter are, I think, in Hawaii. And so he tries to call her, and she, like, never picks up. And so, you know, he's on the show trying to get his daughter on video call, like, trying, trying. Finally, she picked up. She was playing Legos, and so everyone's like, oh, hi, Sarah. Like, they were, like, all happy to see her on video chat. It was really cute. Favorite entertainment. They now have their little boy group. It's fun. It's a good time. I think near the end, they kind of picked a name. We'll see if that ends up sticking. Narazzo showed up at the end. It was kind of crazy. There was a lot of laughing, and Narazzo assigned each one an outfit of his. It was good times. So, in case you don't know who Narazzo is, he's a comedy duo music group. It's kind of difficult to explain. It's a very uniquely Korean thing. Think like Weird Al with crazier outfits. Like kind of less parody. Maybe. It was fun. So that was that. And then I watched mm-hmm. a few horror things. Horror. You look so excited. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. That's what we've been watching. So check out our main episode this week. Horror. Summer horror. The horror. Mm-hmm. We hope that you have a fantastic week. Check us out on our website, certifiednewness.com. Boy, 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 boy. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.